Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my two guests Liz Batchelor and Paul Callahan, and we'll be previewing the main ITV races this weekend at Sandown and at Haydock. But before we get into them, let's see how everyone is. Liz, I'll come to you first. Uh, you landed another treble last week. I did, and at the seven races that we covered on here last week, I had five winners, which um, is decent. But yeah, um, Twitter-wise, a treble, another one. Um, good going. Yeah, see if we can get another one this weekend. It seems that when it's just you and me, we, we churn out the winners. I don't know what, <laughs> what it is, but uh, we, we, we seem to uh, do, do the business. But um, we've got Paul this week, though, joining us. Um, Paul, uh, not seeing you for a little while. How are things? Things are very well, Chris. Uh, since I was last on, I've managed to get an honours degree in I'm now a bachelor honours student of business studies and uh, became a homeowner. So that was, yeah, things are quite, can't complain on that front. Uh, had a great weekend's race the last weekend and uh, looking forward to this weekend. If it's half as good this weekend as it was last weekend, we'll be, we'll be served up to some treats, all right. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, find some winners for the listeners. So let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 150 at Sandown. It's the Coral Charger. It's the Group 3 over five furlongs and Mitabahi is your favorite here for David Egan and Roger Varen at three to one we've got Russell as well just behind him at ten to three we then got Equilateral at six to one Nymphador at fifteen to two Arecibo nine to one Method nine to one and bigger are the rest um I'll come to you here Paul um who did you like in our opening race I quite like Equilateral for Charles Sills and Kieran Schumark, I thought ran a cracker to finish fifth in the King's Stand at Ascot earlier in the month. If none the worse for that run, and if he can build on that, he has to have a serious chance here. Slight red flag would be his last three victories have come in Maidan. His last his last home victory came at Doncaster back in September 2019. But if he can reproduce on it like that fifth based effort in the King's Stand last time out, I think he has to be there or thereabouts. One at a bit of a bigger price as a possible alternative. I think Arecibo is better than what he's shown thus far, but the Robert Cowell team just haven't kicked into gear as of yet. You know, maybe the horse is just around a four, maybe he just hasn't got the ammunition, but that would be a slight concern for Arecibo. I think on his best form, he's better than what he's shown thus far, but win selection, I'm with Equilateral. Okay, so it's Equilateral then for um, Paul. And how about you, Liz? Tricky little opener, I thought, but um, how did you see it? Yeah, copy and paste everything that Paul just said. <laughs> um, I've gone for equilateral as well. Um, yes, yeah, sixth, um, fourth, um, no, fifth in the uh, Kingston Stakes. Um, and I think he did well considering it was his first spin out this season. And like Paul was saying, he's been over at Maydam. I've picked up a group two. Sometimes flits between five and six furlongs, but five seems to be a sweet spot, which is what this is. Um, he's won seven of his 26 races and placed in five. Um, ground won't be an issue, but um, I think it's currently good at Sandown. Um, but yeah, I think it might surprise a few. So equilateral for me too. Okay, so two votes for equilateral. Um, oh, so two votes for equilateral. I quite like the chances of Mutabahi, um for uh, Roger Ver and Hijad are just really hitting top gear now. They're operating at 32% strike rate. I really was impressed by the way um, he won the scurry stakes here um, last time out. I think there's a lot more to come from him and he would be my selection. So not original from me, Mutabahi, but we've got two votes for equilateral and hopefully we've got all angles covered there. We're then going to go to the next race we're going to look at, which is the 225. It's the 
Coral Challenge handicap across to over at Marlin Sinjari is your favourite for the Charltons at 5-2. Chicken Challenge is then at 9-2. Lion Tower at 11-2. Escobar 7s. Taishan Prince 11s and bigger are the rest. I'll come to you first here, Liz. Um, tricky uh, looking race, I thought, this one. Um, but uh, did you have a strong opinion? Yeah, I, I actually think Sinjar is too short. Um, he's come close a few times a season, but not not for me this time um, in this race. But I've gone for, for William Knight's check and challenge. Um, he was thrown into the deep end in the 2000 Guinness in April when he finished 14th of 15. But I did like his run in a listed race at Newcastle on the all-weather that was also in April where he won comfortably and before that his maiden race at Wolverhampton. They must have thought something of him to have entered him into the Guineas, um, but I think his class two handicapping should be there where he picks back up his, his, his winning ways. Um, so check and challenge. Although you say he's nine to two, before I joined he was five to one, but this morning he was like, nines or something so he's obviously been backed in a little bit but um check and challenge yeah he was a very impressive winner i remember at newcastle and there was a lot of big things expected of him mostly that run in, in, in the guineas last time might just been a step too far but back in handicap company with the weight for major allowance you you have to definitely respect him how about you though paul um sinjari he's a favorite we want to stick with or want to take on I'll be looking to take him on. Not a race I'll be getting heavily involved with here. There's question marks over over a number of these. But the one who comes in here in decent form is the Grand Sewer trained Lion Tower, who recorded his seventh victory at York last night. That was over seven furlongs. He has finished, he has won and finished second over a mile, so the eight furlongs shouldn't be a problem here. He's on a career high marker 93, so he will need to improve. But in a race where there are question marks over a number of these, he comes in here in, in decent form. So it's Lion Tower for me. Okay, so Lion Tower is for Pool and Liz Likes Check and Challenge. I personally didn't have a strong selection myself. I thought if the ground did get a little bit on the easy side, Uzo might have a chance. He loves it over this course and distance. Put a line through that run at Ascot last time out. The ground was just completely against him. And I thought he might be able to go well at an each way price, but that's uh, ground dependent. So yeah, um, Paul, just to confirm his selection, there was Lion Tower and Check and Challenges for Liz. We then go on to the three o'clock, which is the Coral Distaff Stakes, um, a listed race for Phillies. And Heredia um, is your favourite here for Sean Levy and Richard Hannon coming from uh, Royal Ascot. And she remains undefeated. She's your 5-4 favourite. We then got Grand Dame at 7-2. Oscala at 5s. Fast Attacker at 11s. And bigger are the rest. Um, Paul, you can come uh, have her say here. Um, for Heredia had a, had a favourite chance. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Was it a good winner of the, the Sandringham last time out? Um, unbeaten today. You'd imagine if the bubble was the burst it could well be here and I think as a possible alternative here if you're looking to take the favourite on I'd be with Ascola at a, a bit more of a working man's price Ascola was a good winner of a listed event at Carlisle last time out finished second was beaten a length by Ever Given at Epsom the time before trained by the, the informed George Bowie team and is ridden by William Buick so Heredia Short enough in the market, a scholar a bit more of a walker man's price, and I'd be happy enough to get involved with George Bowie's charge. Okay, so it's a schooler for Paul. And how about you, Liz? Um, I'm going to side with Heredia. We've got one for a scholar. Um, who are you going to side with here? Yes, another <laughs> it's another matchup between uh, me and Paul here. So yeah, I I like her too. Um, I think nine to two. Well, she's eleven to two now. She was nine nine to two, eleven to two. They still think she's a decent price. Um, she won her last race, which was, yeah, listed easily. 
um, and that was only eight days ago um, at Carlisle. Um, and before that, in another listed event, a second behind Ever Given, who subsequently came third in the Group 3 in last week's Criterion Stakes. Um, and she's been placed herself as some group company last season. But um, yeah, George Bowie's 22% strike rate, William Buick's on 25% strike rate. And I'd like, yeah, I think it's another bold bid expected, I think, in this. Yeah, so I can see your angle in, in with her, but for me, I, I think she's a bit too exposed and I'm quite keen to go with the unexposed Heredia. So I'm going with the, the, the favourite, another boring selection, and Paul and Liz are agreeing once again with Oscala. Okay then, we move on to the feature race of the weekend, the 335, it's the Coral Eclipse Stakes, a Group 1 contest, only six runners. At one point it did look like we were going to get more and it, um, it was going to be a cracking race. It still is a very good race. Lots of uh, good horses where the younger generations meet the old, their elders. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting contest and can't wait to get the guys' thoughts on this race. And the betting for the race looks like this. At the top of the market is the French Raider Vedaini, the Prix de Jockey Club winner for Christophe Chumion and Jean-Claude Rouget. He's at 13-8. to We've then got Native Trail, the Irish 1000 Guineas winner at 10-3. Bay Bridge at 4-1, Mishriff at 8, Elenka at 9, and Lord North, the outside of the field, at 22-1. to uh, Lids, I'll come to you here first. Um, I think cases can be made for, for all of these uh, on their best form, um, but who were, whose camp were you in? Yeah, I'm going for the French Raider Vadini, who's been yeah, has been supplemented 50k to have a go in this. Um, and, it, and it has to be said that a field of six is disappointing. Um, obviously real world suffering a setback and Stone Age has gone to run over in the States but it, it still should be quite an exciting race I think um, based on Vadini's run over in Chantilly it's no surprise to see him favourite I don't think winning that group one by five lengths beating El Bodegon into second and Modern Games into third and it was an absolutely devastating turn of foot um, Native Trail I think is unexposed over this distance and Bay, Bay Bridge I think maybe had a tough race um, at Ascot um, so yeah Team Vadini all the way for me Okay so it's one vote for Vadini we're then uh, going to now go to Paul um, Paul are you going to be agreeing with Liz again? Yeah I am um for all the reasons mentioned and if you're worried about the grounds i don't think there's any need his debut victory was on good ground at the test so it's a big call by connections who forked up 50 grand i'm going to guess that christoph got off last time out and said to john claude john claude get the checkbook out we're going to sand down and john claude duly obliged and it's a bold shout and i think it's one that's going to pay off i think we could see i think only the six runners this is said to be a better but i think it'll go the way of the french raider Mm, so we've got two votes for Vadeni. I myself, um, I can't let Alenka go off at the prices. For me, um, I think he's a bit been a little bit underestimated here. It's winning Ireland last time. It's good for me. Beat State of Rest, who we went on to see uh, win the Prince of Wales Stakes at Royal Ascot. I can't believe he's nine to one. I think he should at least be half his price. He he is maybe a little bit grand dependent. He might want it a little bit on the easy side, but he's got good form around here. He beat um, Adair and Yabir when he won the classic trial here as a three-year-old. Um, I just think this could get a bit tactical, and he's likely to go forward I think and if it does get a bit tactical um, it might just um, it, it might not be to the advantage of the likes of Native Trail, Bay Bridge and Vidani in that camp but you obviously have to respect all of them because 
Like I said earlier, on their best form, they all do have a chance. So it's two votes for Vidani then, and I'm going to go for Alenka. So that's Sandown covered. We're now going to move over to Haydock, where they've got a decent card on Saturday. And the first race we're going to look at there is the 205. It's the Bet365 handicap over a mile and six furlongs. Um, Paul, you can have first say here. Quite a competitive looking race, but um, who are you going to uh, side with here? I've gone with Judy Bounds for Andrew Balling and David Probert, who made his first start over a mile and six, a winning one at Sandown last time out. Judy Brown finished third on soft ground at the time of recording the going at Haydock is officially soft, but Judy Brown was third on soft ground at Nottingham last November in a race won by Walk of Stars. This is only his career start number five. I think he has every chance. There should be more to come, and I think he has every chance of following up that last amount of success here. So it's Judy Brown for me. Okay, so Paul thinks Her Majesty the Queen might have a winner then with the Andrew Bolden runner. And how about you, Liz? Are we going to agree again with Paul? I swear my life, me and Paul have not had a conversation before this call. Um, so, yes, I am. Duty bound for me as well, um, with everything that he just said. Obviously, steps up in class, but I think he's found the distance. He's the only horse in this race that has won at this distance. Um, and, yeah, right, he's, he's got a fairly fairly low weight. For, yeah, and I think if the handicap has got, got it right, it, it'll be a, an interesting race. But, um, yeah, I think he'll do well in this. Yeah, I can see your case there for the Queen's horse. Interesting again, Paul and Liz, five out of five. I'm going to go myself, though, for Sea King. Uh, not a very original selection, but I think there could be lots more to come from him. I was quite impressed when he won on a seasonal return at Doncaster earlier in the season. And I do think there's a lot more to come from him, and he would be my pick in the race. So it's one vote for Sea King and two votes for Duty Bound. We then move on to the next race we are going to look at. It is the 240 at Haydock, the feature race on their card, the Lancashire Oaks. It's a group two, four fillies and mares. And Liz, you can have first say here. Um, quite an interesting uh, little race here, but uh, who are you going to side with? Are you ready, Paul? Going for free wind in this one. Um, and I think it's price was nine to four. I think he's pretty decent. Um, she hasn't been seen since September, um, where she won the Group 2 Park Hill Stakes at Doncaster, but she won that by seven lengths, and I just think she's really classy. She has won fresh out in the past, so any concerns about that, um, I think have been way late. But, but ground is an unknown, but she has won from good to firm to good to soft. It is currently uh, soft, I think, at Haydock. But she's been out six times, winning four, placing once, and at nine to four, I'd be good to um, give that one a go. Okay, so free wind it is for Liz. How about you, Paul? Yeah, I hope you don't have a winner here. I've gone elsewhere. I've took a tentative nod with, well, I think there's more to come from Celia Rosa. It was quite keen when scoring on seasonal reappearance, and the Haggis team generally leave it a little bit to work on for the, the first run of the season. So I do think there'll be, there'll be more to come. She's going to need to improve again to take this. I think she will. The testing ground is an unknown, so that's an obvious concern. But I think if she handles conditions, I think Cedar Rosa can play a hand here come the business end. Okay, so it's Cedar Rosa for Poole and free win for Liz. I quite like the chances of Roger Varian's Ashada. Like I said earlier, Roger Varian's team are in 
in a decent form at the moment. I think she might have just needed her last run at Newbury, which is a race that's worked out really uh, worked out quite well. Without a fight, it's gone on to win since then. Unfortunately, we lost scope earlier this week. Um, that, that's very sad for Rafe Beckett. He looked like he was a stare that was going to go places. But I think that was a strong race at the time at, at Newbury, and this is a bit easier. Uh, back against her own sex and for for me I, I think there's a, a bit more to come from Ashada so she would be my place so it's three win for Liz, Ashada for me and Paul likes Cela Rosa. Okay we're then going to move to our last race at Haydock we're going to look at it is the 315 the old uh, Newton Cup sponsored by Bet365 class 2 handicap over a mile um, for furlongs and I'll come to you here Paul a uh, very competitive handicap plenty you can make a case for um, but who did you like? I quite like Inchicore for Alan King and Ross Ryan. Inchicore made a three victories from 11 starts at Goodwood when last seen on good to soft ground. Her other two victories came on soft and heavy ground. She's pretty consistent. Her form is fairly solid. And I think if soft remains in the goal description, I think Inchicore can play a serious hand here. Okay, so Alan King's Inchicore for... Um, Paul, and how about you, Liz? Um, do you have one at a big price for the listeners? No, I'm being slightly boring here and sticking with the favourite again in Garcy, um, who is on a five-time man. I think he's a really progressive sort. He's been raised £7 after his win at York in another Class 2, where he won by a length. And I think I believe he was being aimed for Royal Ascot, but obviously he didn't get there. Maybe, maybe it was a ground, maybe, I don't know. But um, a slight negative is that no favourites won this race since 2009. Um, but I think he can maybe turn that stat around, especially with the way he's been winning his races. Yeah, Gassy does look like he, he's a group horse in a, in a handicap and probably deserves to be a favourite on his reputation and there could be a lot more coming. Reminds me of Illarab in these colours, had a very similar profile, kept winning, going through the ranks and ended up uh, being a group horse. So yeah, Gassy it is for, for Liz. I'm going to take a stab at two big ones. I thought... Um, uh, for I thought Tortello could go well for Jason Hart and Sean Lysett. If he gets a freebie on the front end of things, he, he's a real mudlark, he is. Um, and he'll love the conditions if, if it does say on the soft side and they get a bit more rain up there. But my main selection for the race was um, Ian Jardine's horse, uh, Raven, Raven's Cray Castle, Andrew Mullen. But I put this one up as my nap on the YouTube channel the other day at Hamilton when he was meant to run there. Um, but unfortunately, the race got abandoned due to uh, the ground conditions there, uh, which many didn't run. Um, but this horse, Ravens Cray Castle, has got a lot of decent form next to his name. He's off a mark of 86. I thought his run last time out um, at air was, was a good run, and he was only just beaten uh, close home. He's got some really good form going back uh, through his career. Uh, he finished fourth in a decent handicap at York last year. He doesn't mind a little bit of easing conditions. Uh, he finished third in the, as well in the Melrose behind Valley Forge. So that, that's a strong piece of form. And I, I think at 25 to 1, he's a massive price. So it's Ravens Craig Castle for me as my main selection. Inchical for Paul and Liz likes a favourite, Gazi. Okay, so that rounds off um, this week's uh, podcast. Thanks again to um, Liz and Paul for giving up their time. Hopefully, we've given you some winners this week. And yeah, hope hopefully uh, we can uh, uh, land a treble or two. But yeah, thanks again. You can follow us on the socials on Insta and Twitter at In The Saddle Pod. Please gamble responsibly, and we'll be seeing you again soon. <laughs>